Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, welcome back for our number two of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina and the Fantasy Taz and all his Tasmaniacs, Jim Day, Sean Engel, producing our show, keeping us flying straight. Uh, we're breaking down week six in the NFL, and uh, I tell you, an hour just flew by there, Jim. Yeah, it does go quick. Uh, you know, it it's almost like there's so much more work that goes involved into getting ready for the show, and then the show just zips by, just like football season. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, I spent hours putting my notes together, and I know you, you do the same. Uh, and you showed me an example of your, of your notes, amazing stuff. And uh, you're right. <laughs> I mean, and, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that we even have in our notes, we don't even have a chance to get to. You know, yeah. three hours isn't enough. <laughs> we got to do a it's fantasy marathon. <laughs> I, I do the two-hour show with Mike Blewett and Scott Engel on, on Sunday mornings, right? And we go through Scotty's rankings. And, you know, I pick out a bunch of players through his rankings that I want to talk about and make notes of. And those are always almost exactly opposite of the ones that Mike Blewett asked me to comment on. <laughs> it's like, it's so frustrating. No, no, I want to talk about this guy. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, good stuff. Good coverage all day uh, on Sundays here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, uh, Jim does a great job because you work in the morning, you work at night, you're just always working. And then you work, uh, you know, on the Fantasy Football Frenzy at, what is that, at 1 p.m., Monday through yeah, Friday? Yeah, every day, yeah, Monday through with Friday. With the Fantasy Exec and uh, Chris Ventra. Corey and Chris Ventra, yeah, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. fun show. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's a fun show. I'll just leave it at that. We have a lot of fun yeah, no. on that show. Yeah, I listen to it at lunch sometimes. It is a good listen. And it goes by so quick as well, that one hour. But, yeah, no, absolutely. So, I, I you know, uh, so many good games to cover. Let's go get going. All right, why don't we go to London? London's calling. <laughs> Seahawks and Raiders, right? Uh, so uh, what do you think about these, these London games? I mean, I'm glad that it's not one of these 9.30 games, right? I think it, I show it as a 1 o'clock game. Am I right on that? Yeah, that, that's what I show it as, too. So, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, so fine. that means they're probably playing it at 6 o'clock over there. And yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. okay with that. I, I agree with that. I don't like the 930 games, especially right. for guys like us that do this and have to work on Sunday mornings. I mean, it mm-hmm. just ruins our whole schedule for the morning. I mean, my Sunday morning from the time I wake up at 5 o'clock right through game time is rock solid of things I have to get done. So every mm-hmm. time that happens, it really just kills us. Right, right. Uh, so... <laughs> uh oh, time to kneel. There you go, there you go. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, let's start breaking down this game. Uh, Her Majesty uh, wants to hear what we have to say about this game. <laughs> Past three weeks, Seahawks running the ball almost 60% of the time. And uh, Raiders' run defense can be exploited, right? They're giving up a little over five yards per carry to running backs. I mean, you have Chris Carson, you have Mike Davis. Uh, I I think you could use both, but if I... (laughs) All right, cut it, cut it, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting a little crazy there. Yeah, 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 exactly. What what are we going to do? Are we going to play the whole thing? (laughs) Uh, Look, you know what? 
you're right. I mean, I think you could play both of these guys. I think Davis will get those touchdown runs occasionally, and that hurts Carson. Mm -hmm. But Carson is getting enough carries now to get you that 100 yards, what you're looking for. One of the few running backs that actually is uh, getting those chances in this league. We're not seeing a lot of guys uh, having those big 100-yard games. You know, we get guys like Gurley and, you know, getting multiple touchdowns so they don't need the 100 yards. These guys that aren't getting the multiple touchdowns need the 100 yards. Luckily, Carson has done that two out of his last three games, uh, two out of his, their last three games, with Davis doing it the other game. Uh, they've mm-hmm. had a 100-yard rusher in three straight games for the first time uh, since 2012 for this team. So not something they've seen a lot of in a while. Uh, it's right. going to be interesting if that continues. You know, one of the, the nice numbers I've saw, again, thanks to Roto World, I, I love their breakdowns on all this stuff, um, just do a great job. But 87.5% of Carson's rushing attempts have gained <laughs> have gained positive yardage, uh, the mm-hmm. second highest rate of all backs with 50 more rushing attempts uh, behind on Johnson, who's actually at 88%, just another trinket of information. All these little things you can put in the back of your head. I mean, not sure if they help you a ton in fantasy, but Carson is getting 100-yard games, mm-hmm. and that's what you're counting on. I think he does that again this week. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, i, I got to break to the other side. I think the play here is Marshawn Lynch. You want to talk revenge games and somebody who mm-hmm. loves revenge games, it's Marshawn mm-hmm. Lynch. This is the guy who runs around with the biggest chip on his shoulder all the time. Didn't like the way he, he was sent out of Seattle. Uh, right. And, you know, we heard the stories this week of Baldwin and how much everybody loved Lynch, except, you know, Lynch couldn't wait to get away from Russell Wilson and his ownership. Uh, I think this is a game that he's going to go out and try to prove to everybody on basically a national stage in London that he is still the guy that they were stupid to let go. Right, yeah. And uh, Seahawks giving up uh, his little nugget, the second most 10-plus yard run plays in football, uh, 20. And the Cardinals have given up the most, 25. So uh, he has an opportunity not only from you know self-motivation to, to prove the Seahawks wrong, uh, but also just because of opportunity. And, and like we mentioned, also the Raiders' uh, run game could be exploited as well. Uh, water pistol to your head. Would you start either Carson or Davis in a DFS lineup or still too too much uncertainty to you know like let's say to to put one of these guys in a in a like a flex spot. No, there's too, too many other players I like more uh, around their prices to play them this week. You know, uncertainty. It's hard hard to guarantee that 100 yards, which is where Carson has to get to, mm-hmm. to really produce some number, give you some value. Davis has to get that touchdown. Again, hard to predict. Mm-hmm. It could easily go to Carson on a play so from outside the cumulatively they two. get it done, yeah. Yeah, right, but it's going to be mm-hmm. hard to, to focus on one in DFS. You know, mm-hmm. if you're – Playing in a GPG, GPP, and you want to take a, a a low owned risk on somebody, then I think you know Carson is a play in that because I do think he gets over a hundred yards. Uh, so mm-hmm. you know, in a cash game, though, I don't think either one of these guys is playable. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Raiders have given up a league high six pass plays of forty plus yards. So, I mean, who's the the Seahawks' deep ball threat, man? Tyler Lockett? I mean, Baldwin, uh, you know, he's going to be dealing with this uh, th- th- this this injury. I think it's his knee, right, all year long. He'll Both be on knees, the field. actually. Yeah, Both knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the so, problem. You know, we, we heard he was back last week, and he was looking good, and, and then mm-hmm. nothing happens. He gets one target and one cat, you know, nothing. Uh, so yeah. it's going to be hard to trust him. But after all the talk this week about he's fully ready and he's good to go, you know, you got to think he gets more involved this week. Uh, mm-hmm. The discussion alone should get him more involved. And you know he had to be sitting there all week crying to Russell Wilson, come on, man, throw me the damn ball. I'll catch it. Um, <laughs> I don't care if my knees break down. Throw me the damn ball. So I think he Do gets involved. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really. Doing his best. <laughs> he's on, exactly. Um, doing the best every wide receiver out there that's not getting the ball. We saw Antonio Brown do it earlier in the season. You know, every wide receiver that's not getting their chances is is that guy now. So, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, I, I like Lockett. Like you say, the big play potential is absolutely there for Lockett each and every game. He's been their most yeah. consistent producer through the air. Uh, Nick 17.4 yards per catch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Vanette mm-hmm. is hurt so that they don't yep. really have that tight end to do much with Disley already being out for the year. So I, I yep. think Lockett is absolutely a key play. You want to get him involved. And, you know, my gut says that they're going to get Baldwin involved this week. I think he's a value play, but he absolutely comes with risk. Mm-hmm. What about David Moore? Uh, maybe not this week. Maybe you know, not yet. But as as time as the weeks go on, uh, you know, three for thirty eight last week with two touchdowns, uh, almost thirteen yards per catch. Um, you think that maybe he could develop into something? You know, we need to see him a little bit more before we can judge that. We hadn't seen him at all up until that point. So hard to really judge him based on one game with Baldwin not obviously not being fully ready. Uh, Moore mm-hmm. just happened to be next guy up. So I think it, his value really comes attached to Baldwin. If Baldwin isn't healthy, if those knees really aren't ready, then we may see a little bit more. They need somebody else opposite Lockett. Otherwise, defenses are just going to throw two or three guys at Lockett every single pass play. And he's not that good that he can consistently beat two and three man teams. So they need somebody else. If Baldwin isn't ready to go, then Moore is going to be that guy. If Baldwin is ready to go, then I see you know Moore is that guy who's getting two, three chances a game and you know he's mm-hmm. not gonna score two touchdowns so hard yep. very hard to count on uh, all right let's take a, a quick look at the uh, Raiders passing game Derek Carr uh eight interceptions most in the NFL <laughs> uh you know highest career completion rate so far 71.3 highest yards per attempt 8.1 uh Jerry Cook has been his number one target so far this year Amari Cooper uh this is his week because it's an even week you know odd weeks he sucks <laughs> so you got to hope if you're an Amari Cooper uh, owner look have a big week and then I got to trade you they got to get you off my team <laughs> you know well, I've been trying to tell people that to drafted him as soon as he has a big game trade him as soon as he has a big yeah. game trade him uh yeah. I, look this is his career in a nutshell he's up and down he's up and down he's up and down he's one of the most inconsistent wide receivers in the game especially when you consider where people use their draft capital to get him uh usually at the end of the third round beginning of the fourth round just too risky for me but this is definitely a good week here uh he should have a good solid game against the seattle secondary that is allowed uh you know five Top 24 wideouts in three games, I think, was the numbers. I'm sorry. I didn't write that one down. Trying to remember off the top of my head. Um, You know, so – and that was playing against Dallas and Arizona, who Mm -hmm. just don't have a great passing game. You know, Wilson hasn't had to throw much because they have such a great running game. But I think he's going to want to throw a little bit more in this and try and get these guys a little bit more involved. So it's going to be interesting. I I think if Seattle puts up points and we're going to see – you know, Carr coming back with Oakland, trying to get them involved, and I think that really leads to Cooper having a, a nice, solid game. This is a week I'm gonna, I would play him if I was, you know, if I owned him anywhere. <laughs> right, Which right. What about? Yeah, neither do I. But uh, <laughs> thankfully, Jordy Nelson scored a TD in three straight, averaging just over uh, 20 uh, PPR fantasy points per game during that time. Sell him high. Oh, yeah, man, I, I like Jordy Nelson, and this. This is uh, one of those things where it's, it's really hard. I, I, I don't know if he can keep it up. Look, he, he scored touchdowns in three state straight games, but mm-hmm. he's been held to under fifty yards in four out of five games. Right. So you know you can't count on consistent touchdown performance, especially from this offense, every week. As soon as he doesn't get you in that end zone, you're looking at a guy who's going to score you eight and nine points. And that just doesn't get it done most often. You know, maybe when we get into the bye weeks where six teams are off, I think he really comes into play a lot more. Uh, Definitely as a wide receiver three uh, with a good flex option on Sunday. But right now, it's going to be hard to trust him every week because, like I say, as soon as he doesn't get that touchdown, he doesn't score you any points and really shuts your offense down. So, right, while he's hot right now, I think he's absolutely a good trade, high person because I just don't think he can keep up these numbers all long, all year long even though I like him I'm just more afraid of this offense than that okay so what are we thinking about game script in this uh in this contest here in London uh I I think Seattle comes in you know they're 
three-point, uh, well, you can't say on the road because both teams are really on the road. Uh, you right. know, and this, is, this, this really does, people don't realize, but how much it, this hurts the team that's supposed to be a home team getting this London game. Because it really does mm-hmm. take a home game away from them uh, and, you know, gives them less advantage. So figure this out, an away game for both teams. Then outright, I like Seattle. Seattle is basically getting that, that home advantage with the minus three. Uh, even though it's on the road, forty-eight and a half over under is is pretty high for this game. Uh, you know, Seattle with basically a twenty-six point implied total, Oakland with a twenty-three. So they're looking for big points here. I like Seattle in this game. I think Marshawn Lynch is going to be key. I think he goes over a hundred yards. I wouldn't be surprised if he throws two touchdowns in that mix. So I like Oakland getting the three points. I think it's going to be tougher than it looks so it's going to be a tight game so you're taking oakland to cover the three yeah i think i'm taking oakland mm-hmm. to cover the three mm-hmm. and the over under i yeah it's I, tough right i over under i'm shooting mm-hmm. under yeah i agree with you with the under and you know what i kind of like oakland uh, uh, to, to cover as well uh i think that uh, lynch is gonna have a big game just like you said i could picture him running for over 100 100 uh, yards so um It'll be interesting. Then we're going to hear all the the stuff about hey, you know, these guys, you know, they didn't pre- they didn't prepare enough, uh, you know, to, to travel overseas. They only got there on on Thursday when they should have got there on Wednesday. You know, you know that that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, all that time filler that they use during the broadcast to to break up monotony. But you know, uh, Seahawks got a lot to play for. They're two and three. They're trying to fight their way back into the playoff hunt. So I could easily see them winning. I just. Man, I just think Lynch is going to be key here. I think he's going to take take this ball and just keep going like crazy. And I just expect him to have a huge game. Gotcha. Okay. When we come back, break down some more games. Uh, Panthers and D.C. We've got uh, Buffalo Bills and the Texans. Got lots more for you on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. All right, welcome back to Weekend uh, Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What's up, Jim? I feel like going down and banging on my drums to some ACDC. Always love myself my mind so, right. Uh, ACDC uh, yeah, really does clear the mind. <laughs> uh, we were speaking about DailyRotor.com uh, before, and the DailyRotor.com uh, NBA lineup optimizer is now available. And that means that you could use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests that start next week. <laughs> we told you about the premium subscribers winning hundreds of dollars each night using the DailyRoto.com lineup optimizers. We told you about the subscribers winning thousands and tens of thousands. The ones taking down tournaments like Colin Drew winning hundreds of thousands. And how DailyRoto.com has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners. If you're playing Daily Fantasy Sports and you aren't using the Daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizers then you're doing it wrong, and you're at a competitive disadvantage. So go to DailyRoto.com and click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com. <laughs> click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning 
today. A lot of fans of DailyRotor.com. <laughs> Our whole audience, in fact. Yes, yes, and they should be. They want to be a well, millionaire. That's all because they, they found a ticket under their seat that says they get a free car. Yeah. <laughs> How come mine just says free uh, DailyRotor.com subscriber? <laughs> yeah, really. I sat in the wrong seat. <laughs> and you win a car. And you win a car. All right, a little Oprah moment, right? A little Zen <laughs> moment. <laughs> you a big Oprah fan? Were you a, a guy that you know would oh, come home and no. sit, <laughs> sit behind? And... <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> all, right. all right. I don't do reality TV of any kind. When yeah. I watch TV, it's only because I don't want to think about anything for whatever length of time I'm watching it. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite show in general? Or uh, it's most I, sports yeah, or... I, yeah Big, Big Bang Theory is my favorite show. Oh, that's right. We talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah I love Big Bang Theory. It's absolutely yeah. my favorite. Great writing, great timing, great actors. Mm -hmm. I just think they put it all together for that one. Yep, yeah, we just watched this week's episode last night because we had DVR'd it, so uh, yeah. uh, enjoy that show as well. <laughs> um, so let's start, uh, let's keep on breaking down some of these games. We have uh, Your the... shoes are delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get them? <laughs> what? Bazinga, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. There you go. Good job, Sean. <laughs> so we have the Panthers uh, traveling to D.C., right? And they're a – I have them as a one-point favorite, and the over-under is 44-and-a-half in this game. Uh, yeah, that is 18, actually the current yeah. as well. I just checked the current mm -hmm. to make, make sure that – because most, it hasn't most changed weeks, well, as we do this show, they do change. But this one hasn't changed mm -hmm. as of yet. Uh, it was a pick em, uh, in the middle of the week, and now switched mm -hmm. back to Carolina favorite. But that has to do with uh, all of the Washington skill position players are questionable this week. Adrian except, and, well, except for Alex Smith. No, no, Jordan Reed, right? Jordan Reed is like oh, one of the Jordan only. Reed, yeah, right. <laughs> Can and you Jordan believe? Yeah. <laughs> what does that happen where he hasn't been on the uh, the injury report? <laughs> Tight yeah, end, right? <laughs> Very solid point. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, everybody else: Paul Richardson. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Adrian Peterson's got uh, he said he yeah. separated his shoulder he's got a knee injury but he says he's going to play Chris Thompson dealing with knee and rib injuries I mean yeah, you know uh, maybe Capri Bibbs could be the guy right scored a TD last week right <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to Bibbs I'm sorry you know the only time I wear a bib is if I have a lobster there you go. There you go. Well, uh, hopefully for uh, D.C.'s sake, they could run the ball because Panthers given up almost five yards per carry to running backs. Yeah, but they're not giving up a lot of points. They've only given up 22.4 point PPR points a game. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're, you know, uh, only they're 10th in the league against that with PPR points. So not really a lot here for these guys. Mm. And, you know, there's always a concern with both of them that they start the game, but they don't finish the game with both right. of them being pretty hurt. I mean, earlier in the week, we weren't even sure if Chris Thompson was going to play this week. So it, right. it's really been up or down. So the, this is a week that I, I just don't know if I could trust either one of these guys to really give me a good game. Yep. Yep. Um, Alex Smith looked uh, pretty well. I guess the whole team looked pretty bad Monday night, didn't they? <laughs> yes, they did. This team is a struggling two and two right now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, we had been thinking that maybe they might end up sneaking in maybe by the end of the year and actually win this division. But it looks like the Eagles have righted the ship. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready to, to give the Eagles the crown just yet. They played a Giants game, team that just played like crap. Uh, so I'm mm. not ready to give them the, the crown. They, while the Eagles played better, let's see if they could do that to a much better defense and, and a much better offense with somebody else than the Giants put up against them last week. So I, I'm not ready to give them the crown. Washington is still 2-2, two and two, so they're right in the mix. And, you know, Alex Smith, while not being the best quarterback in the league, is still a good quarterback. And, you know, if they can get this offense moving through the wide receivers, which is what they need to do, I think they'll be okay. But this week is going to be a tough week to count on all of them. It, it looks really like will. they're going to play, but they're all questionable. Mm. So this Doxing is a, with a, his heel, basically Crowder, outside of Jordan yeah. Reed. This is probably a team I don't touch anybody but Reed this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it would have been a good year, week for Smith. I mean, uh, Panthers, no pass rush of note, right? 28th in quarterback hit rating. 
but like I just mentioned, Doxon, who knows if he's going to play. He's got a heel injury that's going to bother him all year long. Uh, and he's going to have to rely, like you said, just a couple of seconds ago on Jordan Reed. Uh, what about on the Panthers side? Christian McCaffrey, uh, skins allowing 4.42 yards per carry and 6.8 receptions per game to opposing running backs. Got to be a big – I mean, you're going to put this guy in your lineup anyway. But uh, either either Gurley or Christian McCaffrey are probably a, should be a cornerstone of your uh, running back portion of your DFS lineup, I would think. Yeah, I, I think they're both solid plays this week. Uh, you know, Washington had been playing uh, better against the run, but Ingram, you know, didn't get a ton of yards, but those two touchdowns always hurt. But that was two of only four they've given up on the season. So the other three games, they only allowed two touchdowns. So, you know, it, it's hard when one game skews the numbers too much to really mm-hmm. – basing on the whole season, what they've done. They're home this week. I expect a little bit of a bounce back. I, I never say sit McCaffrey ever because he, he could just – he's shown he could do it any way possible. He can run you to death. He can pass catch you to death. He's shown a little bit of both at times. So I, I think, uh, you know, he's absolutely always going to be a value play because he just brings everything to the table. Uh, you know you're not going to get the goal line touches with touchdowns with him because of, you know, what Camp keeps Cam him for himself. <laughs> right. Uh, but that's okay because that's really not where you're expecting his value to come anyway. You, mm-hmm. you know, if he's going to score touchdowns, it's going to be from outside the five more than likely most times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's been getting it done, will continue to get it done, and I think is pretty much a, a value play against almost every defense. Yeah, everyone was so worried about what C.J. Anderson would do to uh, McCaffrey's play, but obviously nothing. <laughs> well, it, I, I think it was more, you know, concern after Anderson had the great year he had that there was mm-hmm. a little bit of concern there. But ultimately, right now, it just looks like it was a great move by Carolina to bring in a good uh, backup just in case McCaffrey breaks down from all this extra usage. But he, we've seen him in college have plenty of this kind of usage and get through it and work through it no problem. So I'm mm-hmm. not really worried about that. I just think this was their move knowing that you really it's really hard to get through a season with just run, one running back. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Greg Olson, tight end for the Panthers, could be back. Expect anything from him? I, I kind of don't. Hey, look. There's only three or four tight ends that have done anything consistently all year. So if you're still sitting there with Greg Olson and then you're trying to figure out whether you're going to play Azuma or, you know, one of these other guys that are on the fringe, Brait, mm-hmm. uh, O.J. Howard, or any of these mm-hmm. other multiple choices for you, then I'm taking Olsen. I don't care. You know, he practiced fully uh, Friday. He had a couple of days of practice in. Uh, they say he's ready to go looking good. I still think he gives you much more upside than these other guys do. Well, I could see with the situation with Brayton, OJ Howard, because you know they they might cancel each other out a little bit. But Azuma, uh, Tyler Croft out this week. I think I'd start uh, him over Olson just for this yeah, week. I, I, mean, I, I like I like Azuma this week too. I have to say, but mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. just I don't trust him as much as I trust Olson. I know he's coming mm-hmm. off the injury, and that could absolutely be a negative impact. But I, I like the upside of just what he brings to the table, and I just trust him more. Hmm. And we had talked about Curtis Samuel last week. Uh, you know, not ready to trust him every week, but uh, we talked about a little bit of his uh, dynamic abilities and upside. So uh, keep still continue to keep an eye on him. He scored that touchdown against the Giants last week, but uh, yeah, but he only scored you know. that touchdown because the Giants couldn't tackle an ant. Hmm. Yeah, well, he ran you play through like play. six tackles. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, I hear you, but I just don't see him getting that opportunity every week, like you say. And uh, you know, I'm not. Well, that's why I said I said you got to watch him. I'm not telling you to to put him in your lineup yet, but just keep your eye on him. You never know. Uh, so, what are we thinking your about? Eye on everyone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe even both eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we thinking about this game there, Jim? Um. I think with Washington hurt, and I think they're in trouble. I think Carolina goes into Washington, takes this game, and proves to four and one. Um, and I think it's going to go over. Uh, both of these teams are susceptible to to offensive play, can give up points, uh, and I'm looking for this to to go over. I I think Carolina goes in, wins, w- given the one easily, and I think they cover the over as well. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with you on this. Uh, the over on there, yeah, I guess I would go the the over. Uh, 
but I'm definitely more confident in, in taking the Panthers over the Redskins uh, this week. So uh, why don't we move on, try to get to as many games as we can because uh, we have a few minutes before we go to commercial. Got the uh, Buffalo Bills at the uh, Texans. And uh, you know, just when you, you're ready to write off the Bills, and, and look, they're not going to do anything this year, but they end up surprising you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. and, uh, what, yeah, right? So we got uh, uh, the Texans instilled as a 10-point favorite and over-under as a, a 41. So uh, you got to give the Bills a little credit. Uh, ninth fewest uh, fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. And like I said, whenever you think uh, that they're going to get slaughtered, they play their little hearts out, right? But uh, Sean Watson has been a top 10 uh, quarterback one for four straight weeks. Uh, you know, back to rushing uh, the ball, uh, leading uh, all QBs and rushing with uh, 201 rushing yards. Uh, Alfred Blue, Blue uh, had a decent year, a week last week, right? Uh, caught seven passes for 83 yards, another 46 on the ground. Lamar Miller, he's back, but, uh, you know, he's dealing with this chest issue. I don't know. This could be his... Uh, weaning out party, right? I mean, Dr. Foreman uh, eligible to come back next week. Yeah, absolutely. It could be. Uh, you know, I, I expect them to try and give Dante Foreman a, a big shot when he comes back because, let's face it, they haven't really been getting a lot of good play uh, out of this running game all season. Like you said, though, you know, Blue gave them a good game through the air last week, but yeah. Miller coming mm-hmm. back this week kind of hurts Blue this week, so it's hard mm-hmm. to count on either one of them. Uh, in mm-hmm. this game, but Foreman coming back should absolutely be getting a chance. He's supposed to be fully healthy. They say he looks good, and you know they're going to give him a chance as soon as he gets in. I believe because of what you know. Again, like Ronald Jones, they haven't had any production from the position so far. Why not give the new guy a shot? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Will Fuller was able to play last week, but basically just. More a decoy, right? Uh, he's still got that lingering issue of a hammy where he's healthy enough to actually get on the field. But, uh, you know, uh, Kiki Kote, uh, 6 for 51 and a touchdown uh, last week after uh, 11 catches for 109 the week before. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, you know, Fuller looks to be, you know, better this week. Uh, he's not even on the injury report as of this point. So I, mm-hmm. I look for him to get back to that favored receiver status. I think that DeAndre Hopkins is going to go up against Traverius White, who's done a really good job shutting down number one wide receivers this, uh, so far this season, uh, including some big names. So I think Hopkins is in for a big hard game, but I think that really opens up the door for Fuller to have that numbers. Cote, basically, they've been using him, Cote, however you pronounce his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear some people saying coot. I don't know. Um, but he, they've been basically using him as a de facto running back in a short passing attack. So uh, I like mm-hmm. that fact. They're moving him around. They're trying to find different ways to get the ball in his hands. I think he makes a, a really good play this week as a, a wide receiver three or a flex option, depending on what you need. Is he somebody that you'd put in your lineup every week at this stage, or is it still a little bit of a, a matchup-based kind of thing? And well, it, it, it's hard to say if he's an every-week starter, and especially with Foreman coming back. I think Foreman takes away a little bit of Cote's value, um, mm-hmm. so I, I think that hurts him a little bit if Foreman has any kind of positive effect on this offense. So I'm not sure. I'm not ready to buy into an every-week play yet. But I think right now with the running game the way it is, I think he's a good play based on the fact that I expect him to catch catch five or six passes uh, in pretty much every given week because of that. Hmm. All right. So uh, what are we thinking in terms of – well, first of all, before we go, Shady McCoy, would you, would you play him this week? I mean, uh, Texans uh, 3.44 yards per carry to running backs. Uh, you're a big Shady McCoy supporter. What are we thinking? <laughs> I do like McCoy. I definitely like McCoy. But this offense is struggling. Um, I mean, he's hard for me to trust at this point. But, it, you know, again, depending on your options, it's hard mm-hmm. to sit him as well. In most, most teams, you drafted him. Drafted him as your, you know, running back two, maybe three. If it was late in fantasy season, you're worried about the, the – political things going on with the NFL with him. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't love him in this matchup, but they have given up 32 passes through five games to running backs. So I think he gives you some value that way. But I also think Chris Ivey cuts into it. So normally I, I'd have to say no go on McCoy this week. Do you have him uh, on a lot of your season-long leagues or no, McCoy? 
Uh, yeah, I did. I, I do mm-hmm. like McCoy, and I he, he's been him and Cook have been really killing a lot of my fantasy teams sure. all by themselves. Yeah, yeah, you were you were talking about that uh, about about Cook that you just wanted them to sit him for a couple of weeks. Looks like he's coming back, but uh, we'll see. What do you think? Well, what do we? Well, we'll talk about. Not the, even the, sure about that. We'll talk about that after yeah. the break. Yeah, that's change. Okay. Uh, so, what do we think in terms of this game? Do you think that the Texans can cover the ten, or do you think the Bills uh, another miracle? <laughs> I think the Bills' defense is playing well right now, um, and they've gone against some good offenses and did did well. But I think Houston at home covers the spread and goes over. All right. You heard it here. When we come back, we will talk about the Vikings. Cardinals at Vikings. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. We're back. We're rocking on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Little Molly Hatchet. Yeah, baby. Weekend Fantasy Update. Jogalina, Jim Day. There you go. Uh, Sean Engel. Keeping us rocking. Keeping us flowing. Keeping us moving straight. Sean Engel, producer extraordinaire. And uh, we've been taking your calls during the uh, the three o'clock hour, so uh, why don't we do that again, uh, starting at three o'clock uh, for the first segment of the three o'clock hour? We'll open the phone lines eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Any lineup questions that you have? If you want to find out why uh, you know Taz has been so mean to me this show, <laughs> ask him personally. <laughs> Uh, but uh let's uh we were talking a little vikings uh before about dalvin cook we got the cardinals at the vikings and the last time uh the vikes were double digit favorites uh against the bills we kind of alluded to that game i mean they got pummeled uh maybe they got caught uh looking past uh, that game oh uh, no they definitely uh, got caught looking past the rams Rams the next week they said ah it's buffalo screw this let's worry about the rams uh Yeah. yeah they definitely got caught looking uh, they're a 10-point favorite in this game and the over-under 43. And I guess uh, Vegas probably thinks that most of that 43 is going to be coming from uh, the Vikings side of the, the uh, equation, right? <laughs> because the yeah, Arizona averaging... Looks that way. <laughs> <laughs> the Cardinals averaging uh, 13 points per game, the second lowest in football. Uh, Minnesota's gone 4-2-1 against the spread in its last seven games as a double-digit home favorite. How about that? <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about it. It's uh, it's yeah. it's definitely looking like a romp, and it should be a romp, and everything points mm-hmm. to it being a romp. And boy, that has me scared. I hate when all signs right, point right. one way. I really right, do. Right. <laughs> we, yeah. We've just seen this game too often. Not even just this year, every year, where everything points one way, and it absolutely goes the other way. Uh, and we've seen Buffalo involved in one of those games this year. So it could uh, could happen this week with the Vikings uh, again. Uh, and I did mean, of course, to say Minnesota. But um, Arizona defense playing pretty well. It, the only team that has allowed more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns on the season so far is the Cardinals. They've given up eight rushing touchdowns, but only five passing touchdowns on the year. So interesting defense, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, and I tell you, if Dalvin Cook was 100%, I mean, this is a, a primo matchup for him, right? Uh, you mentioned uh, with the Cardinals, right, 142 rushing yards per game. That's what they've given up, uh, you know, and uh, we were talking uh, at the commercial how Dalvin Cook had gotten in a full practice and then he was limited again on, on, on Friday, right? 
Right, yeah. They listed him as fully practiced on Thursday, but then Friday was back to being limited. Then you had to quote from him saying, you know, he really didn't want to play until he was 100%. You know, he keeps trying to come back at 70 80% and seems mm. to suffer these setbacks. And you know what? I'm with him. <laughs> Sit his ass down until he's 100%, guys. Then give him back to us. If you just keep throwing him in there when he's not there yet, uh, you know, these hammies will just linger and linger and linger and linger and stay there all season. You're not helping him. You're not helping your team. Uh, let the man get healthy first. I, Me personally, while it's a great matchup, I say don't even start him this week. Put your, your money in Latavius Murray and hope you have him because then he becomes a, a viable option against an Arizona defense that's 32nd in the league against uh, opposing running backs, giving up 37.2 fantasy points in PPR leagues every week to the position. So, you know, if Cook is in there, it hurts the value of both of those guys. Hard to trust Murray if Cook is in there because mm-hmm. you don't know how long Cook's going to go. If Cook doesn't play, then you can trust Murray a lot more, and it makes it a much better fantasy play. Yeah. Last time uh, Dalvin Cook tried to – to play through his, uh, you know, minor injury, we didn't see him in the second half. So, and then the last time that I, re- you know, and I agree with you and uh, what you said, but the last time I re- recommended Murray was uh, when it was that Bills game. I said, hey, you know, this is a fantastic opportunity for you to use him, and he did squat. But, uh, but it is the right thing, you know. I guess you can't really beat yourself up if, you know, you do your research and you recommend a, a player or you put someone in your lineup, you know. And things happen that uh, that are out of your control, right? I could I consider that just like poker. You know, they always mm-hmm. say, you know, if you go all in with the best hand, um, mm-hmm. then you made the right play. Whether or not you win, that's always going to be up to the cards. So, right, as, right. like you say, if you've done your research and if you can tell me a reason why you're suggesting one player over another, and this is what I tell everybody because this is how I do it, I'll give you my reasons why I'm saying one guy over another every time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. work out every time. It's just the nature right. of the beast. It doesn't happen. But I can tell you why I suggested it. And the other thing is, if I'm telling you to do it, it's only because that's exactly what I would do in my <laughs> leagues. Right, right. Um what about uh, David Johnson here? David Johnson, uh, four touchdowns on the season, but just 3.3 yards per carry on the ground. Uh, first of all, how much of this is on him and how much of it is on you know the, the, the team surrounding him, you think? I mean, they, their offensive line uh, leaves a, a lot to be desired, doesn't it? It does leave a lot to be desired, no <laughs> doubt about it. One of, one of the worst defense, offensive lines in the game uh, and mm-hmm. playing like it. But, you know, I still put this on the coaching staff just because they're not getting him involved enough in the passing game. Look, if you can't mm-hmm. run because the offensive line is that terrible and you have a back like Johnson who we've seen catch the ball, you know, a ton of times and you're not using mm-hmm. him, that's just bad coaching. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that that's a coach that comes in with his bias and that he wants to run the ball. He doesn't get his running backs involved in the passing game uh, coming into a team. And if you can't work past that bias when you see it's not working one way, then that's just bad coaching as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. No, no. Very good point. Uh, and it's not going to be an easy matchup. By any means, uh, uh, Vikings, one of just three remaining teams to yet allow a rushing score to a running back. So uh, not going to be easy for David Johnson for many factors. He's got the offensive line. But they line. have allowed two <laughs> through the air to running backs, so they yeah. can be scored on that way. But you're right, not an easy matchup. Um, mm-hmm. They're allowing a steady 4.0 yards a carry, uh, but only 80 yards a game on the ground. Mm-hmm. But they have right. given up another 275 through the air. So it gives you a little leeway here, you know, especially for a play late playmaker like Johnson, but only yeah. if you get him involved in the passing game. Right, right. So what are we thinking? Are you going to take the, uh, the the points in this game? <laughs> After mm-hmm. the last time with the Bills, uh, I think I am going to take the points. Minnesota is absolutely not going to fall into that trap twice in one mm-hmm. season. It's just not going to happen. Uh, I, I absolutely, if it does happen, then Time for coaching change right now uh, because mm. it, that just means, again, they weren't prepared for a game they should easily win. And at that point, you need to make a change <laughs> because that's yeah, just yeah. bad coaching. Uh, we And we've seen a lot of instances of bad coaching this year. I'm sorry. We just have uh, so yes. far. 
you know, this Minnesota team should easily take it to Arizona today. I think they cover. I think we see the over with most of it, again, coming from Minnesota. There you go. There you go. I'm going to take the under. I think uh, I think the Vikings do cover. I, I just think that uh, it's just not going to be enough because it's all going to be on the Vikings side. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could see it maybe like a 23-7 game or something like that, but I think we both agree that the uh, Vikings aren't going to let themselves uh, be had twice in one season. Why don't we move on? Steelers at Bengals. Steelers at Bengals. This should be another fun game to watch, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this this is a game that's been moving all over the the, the Vegas line this week. It started at two and a half. Um, mm-hmm. At one point, uh, it went down to uh, pick them at, for a brief instance, and then now it's at, uh, at least last I checked, was at minus one for Cincinnati. Uh, so, you know, again, tight, tight games for these two teams. Um, both, you know, Pittsburgh needs to win to get back into this division. If Cincinnati takes this win, uh, it really puts a hurting on Pittsburgh going forward. Yeah, I have the over-under is 50-and-a-half. Uh, so a lot of points expected to be scored. A yeah, big game for the Steelers, a win here. Uh, pulls them within a game of first place in the AFC North. Uh, but a loss, just going to sink them down close to the bottom, right? Uh, Steelers have won uh, each of the last five meetings between these two teams dating back to 2015, and they've won each of the last five games played uh, in Cincinnati. So, I mean, we know the narrative, right? Roethlisberger on the road. Evan Silva of Roto World brought up the point that it just seems that these 1 p.m. Eastern time st- road games for Roethlisberger, he just doesn't show up for. So, uh, yeah, but, Silva uh, had a great stat for that. Uh, I have it here somewhere. Yeah. Give me a second. Um, what is it? Over the past, past five seasons, Roethlisberger has been inside of the top 10 in fantasy scoring in just two of his past 22 road games with early start times and has thrown, two, see, or yeah. more in, and has thrown two or more touchdowns in just five of those 22 games. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. That's an amazing stat. I love those kinds of stats. It really stats. is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it seems so that it doesn't the, look good for Ben. <laughs> right, right. So I mean, they they've been able to win against uh, in Cincy. The Steelers have pretty much this, despite him, uh, because in 2014 their matchup he threw three touchdowns. Next three games uh, against the Bengals he threw uh, three touchdowns, two interceptions, a quarterback rating of just over 89. So. Uh, you know, uh, last two games, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, in his last two games versus the Bengals. Kind of small games uh, against them. Two for 39 with a touchdown and four for 17. A little worried that maybe uh, the Bengals might have his number or just is it too small of a, uh, you know, of a sample size? Well, his number's gone down the last couple of weeks. I mean, he did salvage it last week with the touchdown, but four for 48 uh, isn't getting it done compared to where he was early in the season. There are some rumors floating out there that he may be injured, but he hasn't appeared on the injury list so far that I've seen uh, for the Mm -hmm. team's list, which, of course, we know they use to their advantage whenever they can and lie on it more often than not. So, you know, until they come out and say it, we'll never, we won't know for sure. But there is some talk out there that he has some an injury to his shoulder. So, you know, we'll have to see how that plays out if that continues to be a problem because he was basically uh, not even uh, in effect last week, last uh, in the whole second half. Mm-hmm. Basically yep. did his damage early on and then did nothing for the rest of the game. You know, a lot of people think it was because they were featuring Tony uh, Antonio Brown and really trying to get him back into this offense, and that very well could be the case as well. Yeah. Uh, still leads uh, – well, not leads. He's second in the NFL in red zone targets. But you bring up an interesting point of teams using the, that injury report and the way that they're uh, required to report their injuries to their advantage. Uh, Bengals 4-1 record against the spread. Uh, so far, I mean, uh, you think the Bengals are really a four and one team, or maybe this is the, the week that maybe they get exposed? Uh, not, they they are a good team. They're not, you know, their defense is just, you know, at the bottom middle of the road across the, the list. Twenty second against quarterbacks, twenty uh, first against running backs, nineteenth against wide receivers, twenty fifth against tight ends. Uh, so Pittsburgh has a chance. It really does come down to, you know. Does Ben play a better road game than he has in the past? But I think we see a lot of James Conner once again in this one. They get him highly mm-hmm. involved. They can definitely run on Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, why put the burden in 
Big Ben's hands when you know he has his history on the road. So I look for Connor to have a big game in this one. But, uh, you know, Cincinnati only being one point favor leads me to believe that Vegas think Pittsburgh can cover. And, uh, mm. it, it, man, I, I've just seen too many of these games between these two teams end up being a lot more defensive than we expected going in. So for me, I think, I, I want to say, I think Pittsburgh needs a game a little bit more. I, I say, I take Pittsburgh, take the point, but I do think it's going to be under the 50 and a half. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, Joe Mixon are going to be the guy again, obviously this week because there's no Giovanni Bernard. Last week, uh, the, we were uh, led to uh, expect Mark Walton back up running back to get a little bit more involved. That really did nothing. Two receptions for three yards. But uh, what do you think about well, yeah, Mixon's prospects this week? Mixon was going to be on a a, a snap count, pitch know, count, week. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, pitch mm-hmm. count. I use yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I just hate that. So I, every time I say snap count is when I mean pitch count because I don't like pitch count in football. Yeah, it's the same I don't thing. want to but talk yeah, okay. baseball when we're talking football. <laughs> All right. That, all right. It's a deal. Uh, it's a deal. Uh, uh, um, so just one of my own personal grievances there. But, uh, yeah, no, Mixon definitely got highly involved last week and showed why. Uh, he's he's had 23 touches a game that he's started so far, uh, tied with Ezekiel Elliott for second only behind Todd Gurley. So every time he's started, he's got plenty of touches. I expect that to continue this week, uh, um, you know, in a game where, you know, while Pittsburgh's defense has been good against the run, they haven't been able to stop the pass at all. So I think, you know, they use a little bit of that play action to work that, but in doing that, they also free up some running lanes uh, for Mixon in this one. I expect Mixon to have a pretty decent day. All right. Uh, so we have a couple minutes before we get to a commercial. Uh, why don't you uh, give us one of your – I know you have a few DFS lineups already set up. Like I said, uh, after the show, I'm going to be playing around with the uh, the optimizer on dailyroto.com, putting in a couple lineups myself. Uh, give me one of your lineups that you're uh, fond of and uh, tell us how you came up with it. Well, I'll tell you what, here, here's one I went a little crazy with, and I'll go with it. I took Jameis Winston at 5,800. Again, just like the value going up against uh, Atlanta this week. And then I took mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman and Edo Smith in my running back positions. Coleman wow. at 54, but Edo Smith at 31. I, I like mm-hmm. Edo Smith as a, a you know a punt play this week because he, I think he gets you another chance at a, a score in this one, even with the limited touches. Uh, I, I have like Edo Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have Julio Jones at 7,900 because I do expect a big game. Antonio mm-hmm. Brown at 8,700. I'm paying up only because if the Juju Smith uh, rumors are true, then they have to go to somebody, Antonio Brown. I like Jarvis Very Landry good. at 6,600. I'm following mm-hmm. up last week's win for me with Austin Hooper again at 3,500. Mm-hmm. Then I have Ezekiel Elliott in as the flex at 7K. And then I took the, wow. the Arizona t- defense at 2,000. I like that lineup. I mean, the the fact that you uh, used Ito allowed you to, you know, put some more what I consider to be chalk in there, like Zeke and even Jarvis Landry to a certain degree. Uh, you could consider chalk as well. But I like that lineup. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I have quite a few different ones this week, but I, I like that one as well. Uh, it's really going to come down to those Atlanta running backs producing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and Ito has. Uh, he has at least one touchdown this year, doesn't he? Yes, he has a touchdown yeah, last yeah. week. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you got- I, he, he's definitely – he only pays off if he hits that touchdown. But I, I think mm-hmm. in this game that's supposed to be so high scoring, uh, so many points available, 57 over under, I think he gets that shot this week to get another uh, goal line plunge. So I'll take that touchdown if he gives it to me. All right, when we come back, we'll break down Bears at Dolphins. We'll take your phone calls for the next segment as well, 844-843-6879. We'll continue breaking down week six. Take your calls in the next segment as well. Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. 